0: I'm Deb Kuykendall. And I'm
1: Jacob Kuykendall.
0: I'm Karen Hernandez. And this is the Decades Podcast, a podcast where we watch two movies, one from a previous decade and one from the 2010s. And this season we are
1: covering horror movies. I hope you enjoy the show.
2: Heck yeah, you'll enjoy the show.
1: What did we watch tonight, Mom? Uh, We watched
0: a movie called Creep. That was released in 2014, Mm -hmm. and a movie called May that came out in 2002. And um, I should probably say this is the ninth episode. Yeah. Because we're in the 2000s, it means it's the last in the series of decades.
1: We made it. We We made made it to the end. end. Past the Y2K. (laughs) Yep. If we're going to watch another movie, it has to be in the future.
0: (laughs) And uh, so we'll have a few special episodes after this to finish out the year. TBD. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. More sorry. or less. <laughs> <laughs> I will... I'll, at the end of this episode, I'll tell you what our first oh, special episode's going to be. Great. Uh, okay, so, Creep.
1: Oh, yeah. Do we want to start with Creep, or do we want to start with May? That's a good question. I think we should start with Creep, because there's maybe a little less to talk about. I am curious how you <laughs> selected these two.
0: Um, well, like, like I said last time, during our last recording, I mm-hmm. made this list
1: in July... I think
0: yeah. is well probably when I curated the list. So I can't rightfully tell you why I picked these
1: two movies. <laughs> something <laughs> made you think of them. Right.
0: Well, I mean I did a lot of I did a lot of research on, you know, people's lists of best horror movies from each decade that mm-hmm. we were pulling from. So, you know, it had something to do with you know, I picked May. Yeah. For some reason that I can't tell you <laughs> about it was now, so great. <laughs> maybe next time for the next list I'll make notes of why I'm choosing <laughs> things. Um, and uh, I, I think we will probably have an episode where we go over all of the movies. You know, like
1: just do a retrospective. Yeah, we
0: should. Um, I had something I was going to say about that. Um, hmm.
1: If we can remember. If
0: I can remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, May. We're doing, we want to do Creep. Yeah, okay, let's do Creep. Yeah, I think we should
1: I mean, talk about Creep. How did you find Creep? What do you know about Creep? Uh,
0: let's start there. What I know about Creep? Well, I, now... I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, they're good pairings. Both of them really fit well together.
0: Right, when I was watching Creep, I hadn't seen either movie before. So, wh- however I decided upon that it was based purely on descriptions of the themes of the movies I try not Mm -hmm. to read the plot summaries right I don't want to spoil the movie so badly that I can't watch it so I when I'm curating the list I'm looking at themes mostly Mm -hmm. that come out of summaries with not all the information (laughs) there
1: I can see the relation for sure
0: so and when I was watching creep last night one thing I thought was I knew that May was about a lonely person and I thought this is a good match Mm -hmm. because yeah. He, at one point in the movie, he literally says, I'm lonely. Um, so, Creep. Yeah. Creep, creep is a found found film footage uh, horror. Right. It starts with a man driving in a car, filming himself on his way to video a man who, who uh, had an ad on Craigslist for right. a videographer to come and film him for the day. For a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So he drives up there, he gets there, nobody comes out, there's an axe, <laughs> which is uh, just very obviously there. I, I wanted to, um, what's the name of the actor that plays? Mark Duplass? Mark Duplass, right. Are you familiar with Mark Duplass? I am not familiar with his what he's doing now. Okay. I know he was in the movie uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, which I liked, which had a very, which was oh, very okay. I've seen that. similar indie sort of, both of these movies are not mainstream movies, they're both
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely
0: mm-hmm. low-budget, low budget, independent movies. Um, oh, and it, something about I th- that I think both these movies have in common also is that uh, they were written and directed by um, the same person. Right. Uh, Mark Duplass wrote uh, Creep with the director, who was also the man who played the other... The, the man oh, that I didn't killed. realize that that oh, was... Oh, in yes. May? No creep. Oh, the two people that are in creep. It is. There's only two people in creep. Um, there's the videographer, and then there's the man that he's filming. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, uh, the, the, the creep. The aforementioned creep. Jason. Jason and Aaron. Aaron. Or Justin. Yeah. It was I'll Aaron. Look it up I while think. We talk. Okay, so I think Aaron is the videographer. Mm-hmm. Um, he directed the film. The two wrote it together, and then they they star in it together.
1: I did not realize that was the director. So
0: that, yes. that makes
2: sense. The director is the one who gets killed at the end. Oh, Both, movies. Alert. Both <laughs> movies also take place in L.A. That's true. Yeah. Very clearly.
0: So anyway, he drives up to this cabin. Uh, it's kind of in a remote, mountain-y sort of looking place. He meets... Uh, the guy doesn't come out at first, and he goes down to his car, and then uh, it appears as though he comes jogging out from somewhere. And says... Aaron and he, Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Okay, I knew it was a J. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so Joseph... Confesses that he has brain cancer and he's going to die in a couple of months and he wants to film an an ordinary day for his unborn child. He says he's married and he has a child who's on the way. Uh, And he mentions a movie. He says, do you remember the movie My Life? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a little bit significant to us because it was (laughs) written by Bruce Joel
2: Cohen. And Deb and I watched Part of My Life on the plane. Well, I watched the whole thing. I well, we both watched oh, it together on the plane. Yeah, we couldn't finish. Yeah. Um, I finished it later. But yeah,
0: it was written by the same man who wrote Jacob Slatter. <gasps> oh,
1: that's why that name's familiar.
0: Right. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, so, you know, he wants a My, St- my Life style mm-hmm. videotaping of his death. Or of his... Of his Of his his life, of his his time. So the very first thing he does, they go into the bathroom, and he starts taking off his clothes. Everything about this movie is just a little bit creepy from the very Mm -hmm. start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they they go into the bathroom, he starts taking off his clothes, um, which makes Aaron a little uncomfortable. And he says, no, it's fine, it's fine, we're going to get a lot deeper than this. He gets into the tub, and he proceeds to pretend to bathe his... Infant child, right. apparently, so he goes through the whole process, like miming, like taking charades. a half-hour bath with his child. He he kisses his toes and he pats his head and he talks to this yeah. invisible baby. Um, and then at the end of that the video, he says, you know, he he gives this little speech about how why you know why bother continuing. He could just He'd you just know, kill, kill himself, himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then he sinks under the water. And he just sits there, and then Aaron gets starts to get concerned, and he comes yeah. and he looks over the side, and then he pops up. You know, ah! like, yeah, there's a That's, lot of scares in this movie. Yeah, but they're all they're all silly scares, like him jumping out from behind a door with a mm-hmm. mask on or something.
1: I mean, there's a lot of jokes in this movie. A lot <laughs> yep. of it is played for laughs.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So um, then then we meet um, oh, what's Peach fuzz. Yeah, it The <laughs> Aaron is walking around and he opens a closet. I can't remember what he he's looking for a coat. Mhm. Cuz uh, Joseph tells him he needs a coat cuz they're going to go to you know, go a hike. They're going to go on a hike to a place where there's some water that's supposed to have healing properties. Yes. So he opens the closet that's supposed to have the hats in it and there's this horrendous wolf mask that, yeah. yeah. you know, it's the next jump scare. Ah! Joseph <laughs> wanted him to
2: see that too. He yes. said, "Go get a jacket. I there's one for you in the closet over there." Right. Right.
0: So then uh, Joseph tells the story about peach fuzz. Does a little dance. Which the peach is, fuzz uh, dance. His story is that his father uh, used to wear peach fuzz and do a little song and dance for him. <laughs> yeah. And then he does the song and dance. Yeah. Then they go for a hike to try to find this uh, this healing healing water, this healing fountain or whatever it is.
1: Something of the corazon. I Miracle yeah. of the heart. Uh, and yeah.
0: several times... It, several times uh, Joseph runs off
1: yeah he just sprints away
0: and you know jumps out or whatever <laughs> ah! and scares Aaron then Aaron starts to get afraid that they don't know their way back and they're going to get lost in the woods and, and Joseph's it's like
1: the... I don't know you're right I don't know how to get back
0: <laughs> and then he, and then he just turns around and there is the the heart-shaped water receptacle it's like yeah. a stone into which a heart shape has been worn away and it's full of water and then they have a special moment in the
1: water. Well, the way he shows yeah. him this is he walks out on the point over a cliff and goes,
2: Aaron, come look. You just got to come stand here. Stand I got to show you something. Stand on this precarious point with me and look over this yeah. 100-foot drop with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you see over here?
1: It's creepily done. Yes. Everything in this movie, every couple minutes, is something really creepy, but not in, not intentionally scary. It's kind of the, the, the up to a point in this movie, it's like things that by themselves would probably be okay, but because it's shot in a creepy way, it makes it scary.
0: Right. You get a sense, I mean, Aaron gets a sense from the beginning that there's something wrong with Joseph. Yeah. Um, but not enough to leave. Mm-hmm. Not enough to be scared and run away. Right. So then uh, they dance around in the water, then they go have pancakes. Yes. Um, which seems to be another lie. He had said something about them, him and his family had always gone there. And then when they get there, he doesn't seem to be familiar with anything on the menu. Right. And, and he then, kind of covers And then, it then up they a eat little. pancakes.
1: They <laughs> have <laughs> a bonding moment again. And I, I don't remember. At this point, Aaron is like, okay, I'm done for the day. I'm going to go. Uh, and Joseph says, no, come back. Um,
2: is this when they go to have whiskey? They there start heading back
1: be- first, yeah.
2: Something in between. Because after. I don't think after breakfast he said he's ready to go. After the pancakes, I don't think he said he was. I, th-
1: I think he did. He tries a couple he, times yeah, to get away. Yeah, I think he away. did. And, uh... But I think the first time Aaron Aaron just. Or Joseph just says, like, hey, we're not done. It's still daytime. We're, you need to come back to my house. Right. And then they go back. Um, and that's when he says come in for a drink and he's like no actually my car's right here um and i don't want to get drunk because i have to drive home and he's he's silhouetted in the in the light um and he eventually convinces him like i'll just come have a quick drink with you in the house or Hmm. the cabin
0: so then they're having whiskey and then joseph says something about i'm going to give you a bunch of money because i'm very wealthy I put. I slipped the check into your boot. Yeah. yeah. And he checks the boot, but there's no check in the boot. Yeah. Uh, which Joseph says that just means you do need money. <laughs> there's <laughs> the proof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then he's he, then he really is ready to go. So he starts looking for his
2: keys, and he can't find the keys to his car. No, you missed the part about the rape story. Oh, yeah, that's oh right. Oh my right. God. When he reveal when he says, "Turn the camera off. I want to tell you the real story about Peach Fuzz." And he reveals Aaron. Aaron pretends that the camera is not recording, but it actually is, and so he yeah. gets this recording of Joseph. Uh, well, I Joseph. think it's
0: important. to, I mean, in terms of the way the film was made, the camera's off, but it's still recording. Yeah, his, his voice. voice. So this is all done in subtitles.
2: Yeah, so oh, it's black. it's a black voices. screen, and Aaron is Aaron and Joseph are just talking, but there's no there's no video. You can hear their voices, and and uh, Joseph, which is Mark DuPlace's character, he. Describes how he and his wife were trying to, I guess, like rekindle their yeah. the romance uh, in there. He discovered some pornography on her. Oh, yeah. Animalistic pornography. Animalistic pornography. Right. And he brings Peach Fuzz. He gets this mask from the store and he brings Peach Fuzz on their romantic getaway. Um, he pretends to leave the house, but he comes back as, as the, the wolf. Peach Fuzz is this wolf mask. <laughs> it's a very big and scary wolf mask. And he wears it when like they have sex and he's like ties right. her up and, and stuff.
0: presumably his wife doesn't know who it is because he sneaks back in through a window or whatever yeah he thinks she doesn't know who he is she seems to enjoy it they have a great time uh, he leaves then he comes back in the morning as himself yeah and asks her how her evening was and she says it was fine
2: see I think that I think that she was supposed to know it was him um, because if, if they were on a romantic getaway and he left for the whole night, she would think like, where's my, where did my husband go? But she, it seemed like she silently acquiesced that it was him, but they just didn't want to talk about it the next day.
1: I mean, there's, his, his story has some plot holes in it for one thing. Um, but he says, uh, you know, I raped my wife. Uh, that's like his, the thing he's getting off his chest, which implies that she didn't know, except it's all a lie anyways. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Um. That also, that scary werewolf mask probably didn't come from a 99-cent store, which is what it says. Um, It seems a little complicated for that. Yes, it seems like it
0: probably cost more than 99 cents. Uh, Yeah, so it's after he tells the rape story that the Aaron character says, I gotta go now, and he's looking for his keys. He can't find his keys. Joseph convinces him to spend the night because it's dark out and the road is treacherous, and they can find his keys more easily in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Aaron asks him if he wants another drink. Right. And then Aaron dumps a bunch of Benadryl into his whiskey and feeds it to
1: Joseph. So maybe I looked away. Did, do you actually see him put the Benadryl in? Yes. Okay. I, I You must don't have... see what he puts in, but
0: you and it is really, it's not real obvious. If you blinked, you would miss it. Okay, yeah, I but totally def- missed that. You definitely see him putting something in there. And I, uh, Maggie was having some trouble watching the movie because it was too tense. <laughs> yeah. So she had looked up certain things. And I okay. I saw him pouring something in there. I said, what did he just do? And Maggie says, I know what he put in there.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Right.
0: So, uh, and you later you find out it was Benadryl. Yes. Um, so Joseph falls asleep.
1: Yep.
0: He's conked out by the Benadryl. And
1: Aaron... Makes a phone call.
2: Yes. He finds a... He unzips Joseph's pocket... To look for the keys. Maybe his keys are in his pocket. He finds a right. phone instead. Joseph's phone. And then he makes a call. I or did he... it rings, actually. Oh, it rings. And ring. he answers it.
1: Yes, it answers it, and he thinks it's from Joseph's wife, right. but it's not. And
0: it turns out it's his sister, and his sister advises Aaron very strongly to leave immediately, to just walk away, not to stay in the house, because it's very dangerous,
1: and yes. and her brother's not well, I think is what she yes, says. Yeah, she says
0: he's unwell. <laughs> um, and so, but he doesn't. That that was a head scratcher because he was already a little scared, and now he's got
1: proof that he should be scared. Right. And he doesn't. He doesn't have his keys, and he doesn't. Oh, leave I know his what car. happens.
0: He comes out of the bathroom after the phone call, and Joseph is gone.
1: Right.
2: But he's not really gone. Not really gone. <laughs> he goes Joseph into, into the backyard to look for Joseph. I don't know why he would do that, though. If his sister, if this lady on the phone says you need to leave. I don't know why he would right. go into the backyard to look for this guy who's not passed out on the fireplace mantle anymore. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, because it's creepy, because <laughs> it's scary. Uh, and then he goes down the stairs and there is Joseph in the peach fuzz mask blocking the 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 one door, I guess.
0: Yes, he's trying he's running away from Joseph or from yeah. Joseph and then Joseph gets ahead of him. Gets the peach bus mask, apparently, and then goes and blocks the front door.
1: Yes, and he's just standing there, blocking the door, not talking, um, and eventually rushes the camera.
2: Well, you you kind of missed one part that I thought was really, really, really creepy. So, after Joseph tells this story about how he raped his wife, then he's downstairs blocking Aaron's way to the door. Aaron says, hey, let me out. Let me yeah. get through. Joseph says, No and he's like doing a weird sexy dance. Yes. You know, like you I got the sense that that I was supposed to be scared that Joseph was about to rape Aaron too. Sure. And so he rushes he rushes the camera, he rushes Aaron who's holding the camera, and then you
0: don't really see what happens, but the next scene Aaron's at home, it's daytime and he's he's videoing himself and he's saying I oh, yeah. I got away we, after our tussle, I got away.
1: No, wait a minute. No, the next scene is Joseph digging a hole and carrying garbage bags into his yard. Oh. And then after that scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it cuts to Aaron saying, okay, let me explain what happened.
0: Yes, because what the the scene of Joseph digging a hole with garbage bags is a video that he's made for Aaron, mailed, made and mailed to Aaron. Yes. So he did get away. Got yeah. away somehow. He Maybe he couldn't He away. says
1: they get into a fight and right. he overpowers him and runs away.
0: Um, so then he receives this video in the mail, which is an obvious threat. Yes. Um, but as a viewer, you, you're not sure whether when you're viewing the guy digging a hole with the plastic bags, you're not sure whether he just murdered Aaron and is burying him. Right. Um, we were both looking at the bags, I mean, Lance and I. Uh, We're looking at the bag saying, it doesn't look like body parts. Those are supposed to be body
2: parts. We we thought it was, like, full of jeans or something. (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: I mean, if that's what their prop man gave them, he did a really bad (laughs) job. But no, it's not. (laughs) But yeah, it turns out, no, it isn't full of body parts. It's just threatening... He's just threatening Aaron that he'll murder and bury him. Right. Not actually doing it. So then um, Aaron gets another package. Does anything happen before that?
2: No, I don't think so. Aaron... When did he call the police? I think it's after
0: the
1: next package uh, where he gets the knife and yeah. the wolf doll. The
0: knife and the wolf doll. Yeah, so he gets a big box left on his doorstep. He opens it up, and there's a knife. No, there's a there's a knife and a video tape. Yes. Another CD. So he plays the CD, and it's Joseph. Uh, Joseph is apologizing. Mm-hmm. And then he also says um, he get, he left him another gift. So you you want to
1: reaching deep into that creepy yeah, box
0: and where i'm going i wouldn't reach into the box Yeah, i would spill What's it there? on the
2: ground or something uh, yeah. yeah
0: but anyway he does reach into the box and he pulls out a wolf doll yeah a little cute wolf doll
2: <clears throat> so this i think is supposed to be where your ears are kind of perking up like maybe joseph had recorded had snuck into his house or something because aaron the night before had taken a video of himself saying, I'm having these really weird dreams where I'm like this baby wolf and yes. and Joseph is in the the grown-up wolf mask and we're in the Miraculous Waters thing together. So you think, hey, did Joseph hear Aaron give this video confessional in his house? Because how else would he have known about the baby wolf it was
0: tie. He did tie it in with an incident that we didn't talk about that happened on the way to the to the water where uh, Joseph scares Aaron and Joseph says (laughs) right after, right after I scared you, you look like you wanted to kill me. Yes. And that's okay. It's okay. And he brings that up again when he talks about the baby wolf, Mm -hmm. like you've got that in you. You can do, you (laughs) can't kill someone. Yeah. Um, You can be a big peach fuzz apparently. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So uh, uh, when he reaches in, Let's see, the video tells him to pause the video and reach in and find the other thing and then turn the video back on. Yes. He finds the baby, the baby wolf. He turns the video back on. It says, there's something else. Take the knife and cut open the wolf and get your real present. Yeah. So he does, and inside the wolf <laughs> is a heart-shaped locket with both their pictures in it.
2: Right. And it says uh, their initials blank plus blank forever or something. Yeah. Uh, a
1: plus J or J plus yeah, A. I think
0: it's J plus A. Uh, so he throws away the locket. He throws his DVD or CD into the garbage. He calls the cops. He calls the cops. The cops are unhelpful. Yeah, they're like, well, he hasn't
1: actually done anything The A man sent me a locket. Yes, yeah, and a knife. Right. Um,
0: and I don't know his
1: name or where he lives <laughs> or how <laughs> to contact
0: him or anything else. Yes,
1: I know nothing about him. Well, or he, he like, knows where he lives. Yeah, he sent him that package. Um, I think at this point we see the footage of him sleeping is oh, that yeah. next yeah we, get his, we see him being videotaped sleeping and somebody cuts a little piece of his hair off mm-hmm. and <laughs> while he's asleep and then carefully puts the camera back and turns it off um i mean and it oh and I, maybe it's the same night he hears a loud thump
2: and he yeah. gets
0: scared and he goes outside and looks for joseph and or, he's there oh and he sees that his garbage has been ransacked
2: yeah and Joseph does show up at his house. You see him in the door. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's so right. Crazy. It's Very scary. Yeah, a,
0: the, Aaron has a door with glass panels in it, and the time that he hears that loud noise, he goes into that room, he stands in front of the panel door, and then he walks away, and there's Joseph there. He doesn't see Joseph, yeah. but you as an audience See him viewer. there, just standing in
1: the door frame for a yeah, while. As if he has suddenly appeared from nowhere. And then he sneaks away. Um... And then, I mean, this movie has a sort of, and then, yeah. and then, and well, then. Well, the
2: third video that he receives is Joseph apologizing and saying, hey, um, I'm sorry, I overreacted. I saw that you had thrown away the things that I gave you, and I, I may have overreacted, but please just meet with me at the park in public. It's, mm-hmm. it's not creepy. You'll right. be fine. I'm Kenny, sorry.
0: Yeah, he videotapes the, the park so you can see that it's a wide open space. He can, he admits that he's having problems, you know, implying mental health issues, mm-hmm. and then he gives yeah. an impassioned speech about being lonely, and then he wants to repair their their issues.
1: Right, and he says, you know, come at this time to this big park. It's totally safe. If I want to tell you I'm sorry, and if it doesn't work out, and you never see me again. That's fine. Uh, and so he does. Aaron does. So Aaron does. Aaron does. Um, and he films it just to be extra safe. Yes,
0: he puts he leaves his video camera on in the car, pointing towards a bench that he goes and sits
1: on. And then he goes and sits on the bench, (laughs) quietly, just sitting there on the bench in the park. And And then then Joseph (laughs) walks up, slowly (laughs) creeps up behind him. With the peach fuzz, with the peach fuzz mask. Well, first he creeps up, then he puts the peach fuzz mask on, then he gets a little closer, then he pulls out a hatchet. And then Uh, he gets a little closer, and then he pulls the hatchet up above his head. And then, bam! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) hatchet to the skull. Yeah, and then he hatchets Aaron, and we (laughs) cut to Joseph is now filming himself, and he gives a little speech about how (laughs) Aaron is his favorite, because... He's been just trying to figure out why Aaron wouldn't turn around, why he just never was suspicious or was never uncomfortable, and his only you know thing he can decide is that Aaron's the best person who's ever lived, and that's he why he's his favorite. The good in people. That's right. right. And then uh, Joseph takes the DVD of Aaron's death and puts it in a library of Hundreds other videos. Of videos yeah. yeah, starting yeah. on videotape. I think there were some videotapes. Yeah, there. I think so. And then the movie ends.
2: <laughs> He's a serial Craigslist murderer. Yeah,
1: I thought this movie was really funny.
2: I thought it was funny and scary.
0: Yeah, I thought yeah. it was weird that I laughed several yeah. times yep. during the film.
1: Oh, I, I mean, it was. Int- I think it was completely intentional.
0: Right, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a jolly. No, no, it was more of that. This is horrifying and funny. The right. mannerisms
2: are are really funny. Mark Duplass can play yeah. a very funny, weird, awkward person. That's right. His eyes are like shark eyes, in my <laughs> yeah. opinion.
1: Um, and, you know, I was coming from this as I've seen Mark Duplass in a few things, all of which he's were comedic, or at least somewhat comedic. So I was kind of taking that in with me. And so some of the goofier stuff that happens, um, I was to me, was played for laughs. I think the, the murder at the end especially.
0: The character in this movie is similar in tone to the one in um, Safety Not Guaranteed, which was not an entirely... was was very similar in terms of the level of comedy, mm-hmm. because you get the feeling that the character is a little bit off balance. Yeah. And it was the same in this movie as in that movie.
2: Similar character on the Many project Mark Duplass plays a midwife mm-hmm. um, with his brother. He's... he's TV brother, Um, his character is like these two brother midwives and Mark Duplass' character is uh, really kind of similar to what we see in this movie, like creepy, weird, I don't know, sometimes overly gentle, (laughs) (laughs) just uh, unsettling, just a little off center. Well, and his character in The
1: League is a, like, in a sitcomy way, but kind of a sociopathic, like, only looking out for himself, sleazebag sort of character. And he kind of plays with that here, too. Like, it's a goofy character, but played for with malice here, as opposed to with, for humor. But also for humor.
0: kind of trying to remember what the influences on this movie were said to be. And I know My Dinner with Andre was one. Okay. Which is a movie about two guys having dinner together, and they have a conversation. And that's really all that happens in it. Yeah. Um, other influences I can't recall right now
1: i mean i would say to the viewer who has not seen this movie it i mean it uses all the tricks in the book to make things scary that otherwise shouldn't be or wouldn't be I mean, part of that is that it's found footage there's a lot of scenes where he the the cameraman the main character will zoom in the camera way too close and then like slowly walk through a house Also, somebody jumps out and screams at you, like, half a dozen times. A lot of jump
2: scares. There
0: were some times in this movie where the found footage thing did not work. Like, for example, if you're super scared that someone's going to jump out at you, you're not going to keep carrying a camera around because it will hamper you from escaping. Yeah, you're
2: not looking closely through your camera zoom lens. You're, like, looking closely with your human eyes.
1: (laughs) See, I mean, to me, all of that stuff was a joke. Like, I thought of that... To me, it wasn't that didn't work for the... It didn't work as a found footage movie, but I, to me, that worked as a joke. Oh, on, you thought it was on found, purpose. Yes.
2: Yeah, I guess I could see that, too. It would have helped if...
0: I mean, there were times that he was filming himself just doing ordinary yeah. things, and it might have helped if that had been established as a... If they had had, like, one line that said, I do this. Boy, thing. this is stupid of me to do all the time. Like, this is how I keep... You know, this is my diary, yeah. or something, so that that was there was some justification for it.
1: Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense because he's... In, I guess he's going to edit this video, but the idea is he's going to give this video to Joseph when it's all said and done.
0: No, I think there were... I mean, there were multiple videos. They weren't all the same video. Okay. That wouldn't make sense. No,
1: it wouldn't, but it wasn't... But clearly Aaron never watched the tape because there's stuff he doesn't see Wait, on the video. what tape? Or the yeah. the video that he's recording.
2: Oh, the, on his... Just in his bedroom? Yeah. I thought that was just his diary-type thing, too. Like, he just, you know, he's a, he's a guy who likes to film stuff, and I thought that was just his private filming
0: Some of it, I, I, I mean, the way that I justified some of it was, I'm being stalked, so I'm going to take a record of that.
1: Oh, I, well, I agree. I mean, when we find out at the end of the movie, the person who actually ends up with the recording is Joseph, who's putting it in storage, but... Like, when Aaron is asleep and Joseph snips a little piece of his hair off with the camera in Aaron's bedroom and Mm -hmm. films it, clearly Aaron never goes back to watch what is filmed on his camera. Otherwise, he'd be more scared than he was.
2: And that's why I thought it was just kind of like a diary. That's how Aaron keeps a diary, is, is just video footage throughout... Like,
1: I mean that could be, but the reason he's recording it in the first place is to record it for Joseph to give Except that it
0: a he sign. starts the the movie starts with him recording himself going to Joseph. Right. So. Well,
2: that's I, I kind of thought you know this guy is just it's it's just a guy in L.A. with a camera who takes his camera with him all the time everywhere. He's just this is how he how he views life is it's always with his camera. And so I thought like this is just his thing that he records himself often. Mm-hmm.
0: But I would have rather not had to try to figure (laughs) that out. I would have rather that be an explicit... that Have been explained and then I could just... Just go with it. Just roll with it. Just not think about it anymore.
1: I just wrote that all off as, as kind of jokes. Um... This reminded me, and I, Karen, I don't know if you felt so, like, the pretty thing that lives yep. at the end of the street. Well, we, you know I thought that, too. Well, I, you have to also say it out loud. <laughs> okay, so,
2: yes, when we were watching this, it really was like a pretty thing that lives in the house. But
1: you didn't like
2: that movie. I did not like that movie. This one was a little, bu- this, Z- this one was a lot better. Yeah.
1: I I, the pretty thing that lives in the end of the house also uses a lot of horror movie tropes like there's a thing going on off screen or like if someone's moving very slowly and there might be something scary around the corner so it like builds that dread
2: but this movie was like that movie but with jokes that movie took itself very seriously and was like very i you know i go to art school and this is my this (laughs) is my movie and it's wonderful and anyone who doesn't think so you know it's just like it was a really it took itself way too seriously this one at least it had these built-in Right, you can kind of, you can write off some of the
1: the stuff that was goofy in this as funny, whereas in The Pretty Thing, if something weird happens that's like, well, a human being wouldn't act that way, you can't write it off in any way. It's just like, oh, this is just how the movie is, I guess. Should we go on? We should go on.
0: Okay, so then today, we watched May. Yeah! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) And this movie, similar to the previous, similar to the other movie, was... um, Written and directed by the same man, yes. Lucky Lucky McKee. Lucky McKee. It's Lucky McKee. Lucky McKee. I think his first name is actually Edward.
1: Edward um, McKee. Did, um,
0: and okay, so if you can, so you know, I try to do a bit of research about movies, but the the more you get close to current day, the harder that gets. Yeah. I can tell you that some of the influences on this movie were uh, Repulsion which is the third movie in the trilogy by um, uh, Rosemary's Baby, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Roman saying? Polanski? <laughs> yes, Roman Polanski. Roman... He made a trilogy. Repulsion is one of them. It's about a woman who uh, is isolated in an apartment and goes insane.
1: Okay. Um, I could see the influence from just yes. that description. So that
0: was one. I think Taxi Driver might have been mentioned.
1: You could see that. Absolutely. Um, uh, there was more. Driver seems like a big oh, one. Also, um, mm-hmm.
0: Lucky McKee wrote this while he was in college. So you had said while we were watching the movie, well, okay, let's let's do the synopsis and then I'll start talking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. All right, so uh, May is about an isolated girl. Well, mm-hmm. you see her from the be- you see a little bit of her childhood at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. She has a lazy eye, she has to wear a big eye patch, and she is uh, thereby socially shunned. Her well, mother her... is kind of crazy and she let me, you briefly see a
1: grown man there who you don't really know what his relationship is. Can I is. clarify something? Mm-hmm. Does she have to wear the eye patch or does her mom make her wear it? Her mom makes
2: patch? her wear it. And I think her mom just makes her feel ashamed of her oh, eye.
0: Yeah. You see her mom like in three scenes and in every scene she shames her.
1: Because I, at the beginning, I, she has the lazy eye and her mom's putting an eye patch on And I was like, oh, this must be how you treat it. And then later it's like, oh, maybe not. So I don't. Maybe this is, well,
0: she puts the eye patch on her right after saying, uh, this looks
1: weird. Don't, don't look like this.
0: Yeah, right after saying, it doesn't look good, but we'll make you look great. And then she puts an eye patch on her that does not make her look great. No. Um, it's an ill-fitting she does, eye patch. Eventually, she gets glasses that correct the lazy eye. Yes. And then, in the course of the movie, she gets contact. Um, but anyway, you see that she has not a great childhood. She doesn't mm-hmm. have any friends. Her mom gives her a doll and says, if you can't find any friends, make one. And yeah. then she gives her this doll in a glass case that she's not allowed to
1: open. A crummy, gross-looking doll. <laughs> that
0: is the first doll that her mother made, potentially as a child. It's hard to say. It is a. I, it looks like it might be a ceramic doll. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not very well made, but she. This is her only friend, and yet she's not allowed to touch it or take yeah. it out of the glass case. It's in mint condition. It, yes. And then you skip ahead, and she's a grown-up lady. Uh, Mm -hmm. The doll is still her only friend. She works as a veterinarian's assistant. Yeah. um, And she likes to sew... And she... She has a lot of dolls. Has a lot of dolls. She still has her doll, her special doll. All of her
1: dolls are kind of crummy, though. Like, yeah. even her non-special doll. Are... My,
0: I felt like those were her mom's dolls that she inherited or something. Okay, Maybe. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You never yeah, see her parents again. And she so. doesn't really play with those dolls or speak to them or have any interaction <laughs> with them <laughs> Yes. But yeah. so she does talk to her doll as if it is a human being. It kind of seems like it is. <laughs> like, like it doll. has a little bit
1: of... It does some stuff without her... Uh, Interaction, maybe. Yeah, throughout
0: the course of the movie, her dolls, the glass case gradually uh,
2: cracks. And I thought that was... You didn't know if it was in her head or not. Yeah. Because when she takes the glass case to the place where she volunteers with the blind kids, and we haven't (laughs) gotten to that part of the synopsis yet, yet, but um, in her head, it, it seemed like in her head all the glass was breaking and shattering and cracking, but when she took it to the place where she volunteers it was more or less intact there was like a little crack on it from
1: oh i didn't notice that yeah that, it was, that had changed that makes make sense
2: yeah it wasn't it wasn't all the way cracked.
1: gotcha uh, okay.
0: and it, we should talk about that again later because yeah, i have sure. some stuff some information about that so um she meets a boy well, she doesn't. Meet she a boy. sees a boy. She admires a boy, and especially admires his hands mm-hmm. from a distance. And this admiration for him kind of starts to make her break out of her shell a little bit. It is the motivating factor behind her trying to. She wants to meet him, so she's actually actively. She, you know, she puts on her contacts. She tells the eye doctor yes. she has a date on Friday. She puts on her contacts, and then they. She passes this man in the street and tries to catch his eye. And that's yes. her idea of a date.
1: <laughs> this uh, I recognize this actor, but I could not remember. Jeremy Sisto. Did what's he been in that is familiar? Six, six Feet Under. Oh, okay. He's the
0: yes. he is the the brother with mental health issues in Six Feet Under. Gotcha. Uh, brother of the woman.
1: And he's probably been in other stuff. Amy And
0: he was in Law and Order for a long time.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um, and he's been in lots of stuff,
0: but those are the two things that you might recognize him from.
1: I realize now that you told me this, that we actually talked about it. Yes. This is not me repeating it for the <laughs> podcast. I'm just very sleepy. <laughs> so I immediately <laughs> forgot <laughs> it after you told me. Yeah,
0: um, And the the woman who plays May is Angela Bettis, who doesn't seem to have had a lot of work. She was in another of Lucky McKee's movies, uh, which I think came out in 2011, which was The Woman. Mm-hmm. She was one of the members of the family that uh, takes in The Woman. We can talk about The Woman later. Yeah. <laughs> um, you well, said she was in, in Girl Interrupted. Yeah, she was an, an, an anorexic in Girl Interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, she, and Anna Ferris is in this
1: movie. Yes, local she, hero. She is.
0: also works at the animal
1: hospital. Um, the vet who's in a couple of scenes is Borat's agent from Borat. Yep. Um, and the punk rock guy with the Frankenstein tattoo uh, is the son of... The son and Independence Day of the Crop Duster. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was in
0: Donnie Darko as well. Um, So this movie had people in it, but it it seems like it was at the beginning of their careers. Yeah. We kind of got derailed from the synopsis, though. I'm sorry, I just tried to replace that guy. (laughs) So she's trying to get this guy's attention. She fails on her first attempt. Her second attempt, she follows him to a restaurant where he's reading a magazine. It's a very long scene Mm -hmm. of her trying to catch his eye at some point she comically goes over to the sugar bowl to put more sugar in her coffee (laughs) and does some sexy poses while staring at him (laughs) dropping sugar but fails then she goes back and sits down for a while and he falls asleep at his table over his magazine Mm -hmm. she goes over to the table his hand is sort of propped up and so she starts she puts her face in his hand and her (laughs) hair tickles his face which wakes him up And then she gets scared and falls down, and then she kind of runs out. Yeah. And the next time they meet up is kind of by accident. Mm -hmm. They do their laundry in the same place. So she's doing her laundry, and then he shows up. Here's one of the problems I had with this movie is that up to this point, up to the point in the movie where she starts to, where she has her break, Mm -hmm. which is much later than now, she's basically acting like a child.
1: And so yes. his attraction to her is really bothers me. Mm-hmm. Well, I, in my brain, I explain that away when you first kind of learn about him as, like, oh, he's got a lot of problems, too. But as mm-hmm. the movie goes on, it seems less like he has problems and more like he's just a mean jerk. Right. He seems to be just like, <laughs> seems like oh, wait, no, he's an taking adult.
0: advantage of her in yeah. some
1: way. Yeah. Anyway,
0: they meet up at the laundromat. That goes pretty well. Yeah. She gives him her decorative he cute. Meet creep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they meet creep. <laughs> and she, and you know, then he says, uh, see you later. And she's all, you know, <laughs> her, yeah, her heart goes pitter-pat. Yeah. Um,
1: and then I can't
0: remember when they next meet up.
1: Well, I, we should all say early on, I think even, maybe even before she meets this guy, uh, Anna Ferris is her coworker who is also kind of putting the moves on her mm-hmm. and is also kind of interested in this childlike
0: <laughs> coworker
1: yeah. she works with.
0: Well, that's a little bit different because... The May character does a few things that are kind of
1: yeah weird, but like intriguing could, to this yeah, crazy right. person. You misinterpreted,
0: like. it, I would
2: say. The yeah. intrigue begins when uh, what's Polly? Polly, oh, yeah. yes. When Polly sees May poking her finger with a scalpel, yeah, and Polly's like, "What are you doing?" And then she comes up, and then May does it to her. And she gets mad, but then she's like, oh, I actually kind of like that. So that's when. Right. When Polly's like, hmm, maybe there's something more to May than I thought. Yeah, yes. Polly
0: flirts with her continuously and very aggressively the whole time. Yes, and Just does not don't... seem
1: to be a very good veterinary assistant. No.
0: Uh, but the veterinarian isn't very good either. No, they're a of terrible them veterinarian. There's a scene where a man comes in. This movie's weird. Yeah. Uh, but there's a scene where a man comes in and is yelling at Polly because his dog. When he went away on vacation, his dog had four legs. When he comes back, his dog only had three legs, and he can't find the
2: leg.
1: Yeah, it seems weird that his dog survived, but (laughs) but maybe that's a different concern. But that whole
0: scene, I mean, what was the purpose of that?
2: I think it's setting up for how May has this desire to stitch parts together, because... Later on, he comes in, and he says, here's the leg. Can you sew it back on? And May says, I could do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's true. I have a theory about why the scene's that way, but I'll save it until we've gotten through okay. The set-up this Okay. So,
0: um, she, and we've also learned that May really likes Polly's neck. Uh, at some point, we, you'd learn, and I'm not sure when this was made explicit, but May likes parts of people,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but doesn't... Oh, she gives a little speech, and it's pretty early on, actually, where she yeah. talks about how people... Will have a good part. It might even be the very first speech that she gives. She likes one part or another, or but there's no nobody's all good, you know. Then right. you find you always find out they have a flaw.
1: Because she's saying this one guy, this boy I met. She tells the optometrist this boy I met. He's perfect. Right. He, he has great hands flaws. and he has no flaws. Yes.
0: So he really likes uh, Adam's hands mm-hmm. and Polly's neck, and uh, the relationship with Adam starts to fall apart a little bit. Well, yeah. they do actually finally have a date where she goes over and he shows her his room and they start making out but she bites him I think. That's they not watched the, one. the movie, yeah. So no, th- no, the first time.
2: Yeah, the first time she just kisses him awkwardly and oh. then And he says, "Who like, taught you to kiss?" Yep. Yeah. And then she gets very embarrassed about that.
0: And you and in the previous scene, she you you get the impression that her doll is teaching her to kiss, right? Yes. Then she goes over there and he <laughs> makes the statement, who taught you to kiss? So when she gets home, she's mad at the doll. The doll's name is Susie. She yes, gets mad at she Susie.
1: hits the top of Susie's oh, case. Right. It cracks a little bit and her hand comes away bloody, which really doesn't make any sense. Because well, it looks like it has a wood top. Yeah. So It's just a flat piece of wood that she
2: palms. But they go on a second date. They do. And that's when it starts to fall apart.
0: Right. So they watch his movie. His movie's terrible.
2: Yes. (laughs) It's two,
1: it's a black and white movie with two, uh, with a couple on a picnic date and then they start chomping
2: Oh yeah, it's not zombie, it's just cannibalistic. Cannibalism, yeah. Yeah. It's a bad student film.
0: But they, they don't seem to be hurt by it. So the first thing that happens is the lady in the video, or in the movie, bites off the finger of the man and he seems to enjoy it. And then he bites her and then she bites him, you know, and then there's just blood everywhere and they're having sex and there's, they're
1: biting each other and
0: chewing pieces off. And at the end of the movie, he says, Well, how? oh, and she, oh, and May's watching it and she's enjoying it. And Adam's happy
1: that she's enjoying it. He's
0: he's watching her looking to see what her reaction is. Yeah. So then he asks her how how she likes the movie and she says, what? It's
2: sweet. Oh, yeah. It's she sweet. says it was sweet. And... Uh,
1: and her only complaint was that the woman couldn't have bit his fingers off in one bite. That seems far fetched. Right. <laughs> Not uh. the rest of the
2: movie. <laughs> so <laughs> then
0: they start making out. Yes, you, they're they are clearly on the path to having sex. Yeah, they're fooling around. Um, and then she bites his lip. Yeah, hard, hard. and, and it and starts to bleed. And then she's got blood all over
1: her, and she seems to be enjoying it. She that.
2: rubbed his lip blood all over herself. <laughs> and she's like, and "Don't she's you like this? Is this going.
1: good?" And he's like, "No, this is too. This is too weird for me. I'm. You gotta go." Yeah, she says, "I thought
2: you liked weird," and he said, "Not this weird." Yeah.
1: Yes, and that's for him. That's the end of the story. Um, they have another date before this in the park, which is oh, important that's... because sh- they share a sandwich. <laughs> uh, May sees some children touching things Wait. and walking around. Before that, she, he says he likes weird
0: things. He says, you must need to be strong. No, he says...
1: No, well, I thought I this see. was after he saw the kids. No, I think it
0: was before the kids. Okay.
1: He says, tell me something weird from your job, something gross. So she
0: tells a long story about a Labrador who's who they use the wrong stitches on, and his guts fall out, and um, there's blood everywhere. And,
1: yeah. <laughs> and he's
0: very uncomfortable with it.
1: Yeah, as he should be. Um, they and, see some blind kids that May is interested. Like, she's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I, I'm a little unclear, like, this is another one of her sort of childlike right. qualities. Right. She
0: says, what's wrong with those kids? And he says they're blind. And it seems to
1: surprise her. And he
0: tells her they they are from the daycare center around the corner.
1: Yes. Um, Which is
0: important because then she goes to volunteer at the daycare center.
1: Yeah, and it's also somewhere in here as well. Um, Polly, her coworker, gives her a cat. She can't right. take Lupe. care of it. She says, "Lupe, Can the you cat. take care of Lupe." And, <laughs> but she
2: calls it Loopy. <laughs> yes, Loopy. <laughs> uh,
1: and May says, "Okay." I mean, I guess she does. Yes, it's a beautiful cat. Yeah, and it's cute. Um, they go. You know, things go on the rocks with Adam uh may is very distressed and sad so she calls up polly her only other friend um and her and polly then hook up but she while they're hooking up she sees that polly has a terrible mole has a huge
0: mole on one of her fingers and that she does not like, "Mm -hmm, like that no thank you
1: um but they do make out right uh and then i don't I mean, the, the movie takes a couple zigs and zags well,
2: here. here. So um, she goes over to Polly's house once because she's been spurned by Adam. She's yeah. got right. butt hurt. Well, and we then... should
0: talk about her being spurned by Adam first. Okay. So how does that go down? She goes over to his house. She doesn't realize that he's done with her after the lip biting. So she goes over mm. to his house. And it's a very strangely filmed scene where he's in his house with his friends. She's at the door. His friend inside who's doing push-ups says, don't smoke in here. So he doesn't open the door. He opens the door, a crack, and puts his hand out with yeah, just the that cigarette. Is,
1: that seems stupid. Meanwhile,
0: they continue talking, and they're talking about May. And yeah. that's when May learns that he doesn't want to see her anymore. He's done He's done with her. Right. And then she runs off. They never see her. She yeah. She's hiding
1: behind the door the whole time. Sorry, I'm... My brain has lost some of the plot on this. <laughs>
2: so, then, right, so then after, I guess a day or I don't know when after, I don't think it was immediately after, because she, she went over to Adam's house at, in the nighttime, then the next day she goes over to Polly's house, you know, thinking like, oh, I just, I, he's burned me, so let me get with Polly, I guess. Yes. But Polly turns out to have another female visitor. She's got, you know... Polly Polly seems to think that like it's they're just fooling her. She's she and May are just fooling around. May yeah. thinks like, "Oh, I thought we were really serious." So she feels she feels hurt that Polly has another lover and then she goes to volunteer.
0: The lover at the is the woman with the legs. Yeah, right?
2: the lover is She's the got woman good with gams. the legs. Yeah. You don't know this yet. That's later. Yeah. And is it after
1: this she goes back to the volunteer or she starts volunteering? So I think she
2: starts volunteering because she wants to make a connection. Like Adam okay. is no longer in the picture. Polly has other lovers. And she's just like, well, what about them blind kids? I want to be friends. Yeah, I, maybe I can make a connection with these blind kids. And then she starts looking for a connection there. but And she temporarily does. She yeah. makes a
1: friend who, a blind girl, who the 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 teacher does not like. Uh, but May makes friends with her and the girl, the, the blind girl is making an ashtray and gives it to May and it says May on it.
2: Um, but that doesn't turn out. That no. <laughs> volunteering opportunity it doesn't turn out. out very well.
1: <laughs> no. Uh,
0: and all, all throughout this, I mean, she kind of has her rise, you know, she gets a boyfriend, she's volunteering, things are going okay. Yeah. And then when they start going downhill, the... The doll's case starts to crack More and more. More and more. And you'll and it's like and it's starting to bother her. She hears it cracking. Like, I don't know at Something, oh, it's must be after she goes to see Polly's when she kills the cat, right? Mm. She gets
2: to a low point. She goes home. Yes. She
0: wants the cat to comfort her. The oh. cat hisses at her and runs away. I know
2: what the low point was. was she it? encounters Adam at the laundromat, and he lies about the machine not working, and he just leaves because he doesn't want to talk to her anymore. Yes. And she tests out the washing machine, and she says, she finds out it was working. He was just lying. He just needed an excuse to leave.
1: She should have known he was lying. There are a lot of machines yeah. in that row. yeah. <laughs> So,
0: right. so she goes home. the cat doesn't you know comfort her. She picks up the ashtray and she throws it at the cat and kills the cat.
1: Yeah, it's an impressive throw, I think, because yeah, it doesn't look like a heavy ashtray. So the
0: next scene you see her in the bathtub, and you can hear the crackling of the doll's case, case cracking more. Mm-hmm. The dead cat is in the bathtub with her and she is try- she's upset by the sound of it, so then she yeah, it's horrible. She calls Adam. Who picks and, up
2: and is
1: like hey how's it going
2: he doesn't know it's her first, yeah. right and then they, she tries to make a date with him and i can't remember uh, how that conversation he ended. he says um who is this and she says this is may i thought you know silly i thought you knew and she's just trying to keep up this thing yeah. of adam used to like me right and he says may i i don't think we he doesn't say explicitly i don't think we should see each other anymore but he does say um i don't I don't know what... Yeah, I don't know what words he is, but he's... Oh, uh, do you have any... Are you busy tonight? Do you want to get together tonight? And he says, no, not tonight. I've got plans. And she said, well, what about tomorrow? And he says, no. Uh, sh- she says, well, I can wait. Um, he says, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. And then he says, goodbye, May, and He yeah. says,
0: actually says the same thing he always says, which I think is, see you later. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Instead of goodbye, which is what he should say.
1: I mean, he's a jerk. He's yeah. a jerk to her pretty consistently.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um... We need to somehow get to the point where everything changes, right? Yeah. So, so there's a point where...
1: Oh. She's at her lowest point, uh, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. decides, like, I'm going to give it a shot. My one friend, my doll, Christine? Susie. 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 But
0: oh, yeah, she goes to the daycare center. Is that it? Yeah, she takes Susie with her.
1: Because she's, oh, she's yeah, lost all her other friends. Her cat's dead. So she's like, well, I'm going to get Susie out of the closet, my one friend, and I'm going to share it with these kids. And... They They obviously she's trying to describe like, hey, I've brought my best friend. Um, why don't you come check it out? And they start touching it like, well, this is a box. This isn't anything, right? Uh, and so they're like telling her, well, why don't you just take it out of the box? We can play. And he's like, no, well, we can't take take Susie out of the box. It's special. You're not supposed to take him out. So then all the blind kids rush her and rush the doll and try and wrestle it out of her hands.
0: And of course it falls to the ground and oh,
2: glass this goes everywhere. So that scene was. <laughs> Oh, perfect.
1: Glass falls everywhere. <laughs> then all the blind kids fall over on the glass. As does May. As does May. So then she falls over. So all their hands are getting cut up. All the teachers are standing on looking aghast. And then the doll f- falls apart. It falls into a million
0: pieces. Yeah. Well,
1: into its pieces. Then May rubs a bunch of glass in her eyes.
2: Well, she yeah, she goes back home after this whole episode. And this is just, this is her lowest point. Her only friend in the world is destroyed by these blind children who... They experience the world tactiles, you know, Yeah. Um, so her. her only friend is destroyed. She's covered in blood and she she's got a just, dead cat. Yeah. She's rubbing her eyes vigorously on her face with these maybe glass in there. It's just nasty. Yeah. That's her lowest point. But she's, She, she uh, likes to come back.
1: She's yeah. carrying a doll's body as a blindfold on oh, yeah. her she face. She puts the
2: doll's body over her
1: face. Um, Polly calls her and says, "You've been missing work for a few days. The vet's very you? upset. I and mean, how are you doing?"
0: And she looks in the mirror, and her eyes are all red and damaged.
1: I don't know why she rubbed glass in her eyes at the daycare. <laughs> I don't know either. But... Well,
0: okay, then it jumps ahead. Then all of a sudden, yeah. there she is on a bench. That was also weird. Yeah, and she's fine. Her eyes are fine. She's, mm-hmm. she's actually looking better than she has. She looks good. She's uh, some punk kid with a... <laughs> the guy from Independence <laughs> Day. From guy from independence day and donnie darko Mm -hmm. uh sits next to her and he's got this crazy
1: sort of um yeah it's got like a spiky mohawk mohawk mm -hmm. sort of thing going on
0: um and she says something about
2: all these parts all these holes yeah there's
0: all these good parts but no holes
1: yeah and the guy's like okay cool let's go back to your place yeah
0: so she takes him back to her place.
1: And he goes, I'm too hot. Let me take my shirt off. And
0: then he's still too hot, so he wants to get some ice out of the freezer. Rub it on his
1: nipples, specifically. She, yes.
0: She tries to stop him from doing that. But he, he says, freeze. And he's like, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so he opens the freezer, and there's the dead cat. Yeah. And he is upset by that. Yeah,
2: he and calls her a says, freak.
0: And he says, well, now we're best friends because you saw what was in my freezer. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I'm not your friend. You're a freak. Which... Costs that's her. too much. That's it. That's the camel's. That's <laughs> the straw that breaks the camel's back. So she yep. picks up some scissors and stabs him in the head. She stabs him through oh, his oh, hands wait. Wait. into the brain. Prior to that, when they're mm-hmm. sitting on the couch, she admires his tattoo on his arm. A Frankenstein's t- t- <laughs> a a face. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but that's important because that's the part of him she likes. This is his tattoo? Yeah, that's important. And so them. it begins. Yeah. yeah. So what we've got now: she likes Adam's hands. She likes. The Polly's neck. Polly's neck, she likes
1: Polly's friend unnamed uh, friend's gams.
0: Her yep. gams and the Mohawk guy's
2: tattoo. And yeah. later on she likes Adam's new girlfriend's ears. Earring. Yes. Earrings. She
1: says earrings. 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 Which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. And then she builds an outfit for herself. She dresses up like her like Susie. Oh, it's Halloween. Oh yeah. It's a Halloween yes.
0: costume. She they didn't make that very clear actually, but everybody's wearing costumes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so she tells Polly she's going to come over and show her her costume.
1: Mm-hmm. But she does.
0: She, oh, and oh, Adam sees her in the park. Is this after she kills the cat? Whoa. Is this after she kills the cat or after she kills the Mohawk guy? He I sees her in the park, and he says, what are you doing? And she says, I'm reading about amputation. Oh, and yeah. She, he says, is that for work? And she says, no, it's just for fun.
1: This is after she kills... The Mohawk guy. Yeah,
2: right.
0: And there is a distinctive change in her demeanor. She's an adult now. Right. That's, for whatever reason, she's been childlike up to this moment, and now all of a sudden she is a full-grown, functioning,
2: crazy she's adult a- woman. Murder <laughs> changed her. Murder yeah. changed her. She's, <laughs> got a changed taste, her she's got a taste for it now, and now she's, now she's living. Now she's alive. Yep. Before, she was <laughs> kind of this shy, timid, I don't know, really awkward, socially awkward person, and now mm-hmm. she's just like... Yeah, I kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I
1: love amputation. That's so her she, attitude. She goes over
0: to Polly's to show her her costume, and she's dressed up like Susie, her doll. And mm-hmm. um, Polly's not wearing a costume; she's barely dressed. Yeah,
1: she's just but hanging like... out in a robe. And, and she's and like, so... "Polly, I brought you a blouse, I have so." Right. That's
0: one. Of, that's the but other. Not really. So she kills Polly.
1: Yeah, double scalpels her.
0: And then Polly's friend comes over, and uh, you can see the Polly. Polly's body in one room but the friend is in the kitchen drinking mm. milk because she just had a bunch of vodka that sounds really gross but okay yeah and her friend is dressed in like a little sailor suit or something
1: yeah and she's very mean to May.
0: yeah she's never liked
1: me
2: uh and then yeah you know may kills her yep
1: for yeah. her legs for her legs Packed, then she's dragging around a bloody cooler.
2: Yeah, she that's part of her costume is that she's got this giant cooler that she's, you know, she's on a mission to collect these parts. <laughs>
1: I'm not sure what someone else who had not seen the movie would think that costume was, but everybody seems cool with it. Yeah.
0: So then she goes, I guess that's when she goes to Adam's house. Yeah. And Adam's there and Adam's girlfriend is there and she admires his girlfriend's earrings.
1: And they're both drunk, Adam they're and his
0: girlfriend. They're both drunk. Uh, the, gir- the girlfriend foolishly invites May in for a drink. Mm-hmm. I guess they're both Don't drunk at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, and then she, the girlfriend must leave the room or something. No, they're no, both no, 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 they're both there. She just kills him.
1: Yeah, they talk for a little bit. Um, Adam is kind of mean to her, but she's like, can, I, can you touch my face again? Or, you know, and uh, Adam and Adam's girlfriend are like,
2: okay. Yeah, so finally he reaches over and touches her face. And when he's touching her face, she takes a scalpel and she kills Adam's girlfriend. And then...
1: And then we kind of cut away and see later that Adam is, is toast. And then yeah. she's got a big... She's got a cooler full of body parts. Yep.
0: And she goes home and she puts them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a sack head.
1: Yes. And, and she cuts
0: up her cat. She cuts up her cat for hair, right? Yeah.
1: It's not really clear. And it's she the uses doll.
0: the doll's eyes from Susie mm-hmm. to put dolls to put eyes on the creature that she's creating.
1: She uses the uh broken ashtray that said May and she rearranges it to spell Amy and dubs the doll the giant doll dead body doll Amy. And then she lays down next to it.
0: Well and you can see it's breathing. The doll is breathing. Yeah. Yeah, It is apparent we don't know where the torso came from, but apparently it's alive. Sure.
1: Um It's got a Frankenstein tattoo. But
0: she's sad because it can't see her. Yeah. So she. Well, there's only one thing you can do then. Yes, she thinks she doesn't want to. She's obviously reluctant, but yeah. she goes in the other room and gets a <laughs> pair
1: of scissors. Also, she gets a pair of scissors. She goes over to the mirror and then she just
2: like whips the one of those
1: scissors right into
2: her eye as hard as she
1: can.
0: Yes, she jams the scissors into her eye socket. Removes w- one of her eyes. I
2: would think that it like would sh- break the eye. Like we see an yeah, we see an absolutely. intact eyeball that she puts on her new human Frankenstein doll thing. But if she stuck a scissor right into yeah. her eyeball, it would be—it would be, it would be, be ruptured.
1: Cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. That's not right. Well, that's what she does,
0: and she's hasn't <laughs>
1: Seen an eyeball? She would know. <laughs>
0: that's, I ate an eyeball. She's <laughs>
1: an eyeball. We were there, you don't it just. It wasn't a human, a
0: human eyeball. Though. It was we a pig's eyeball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. That was one of the greatest things Karen's ever done. Yeah! <laughs> Agreed. Okay, so she takes the eyeball. <laughs> She's She lies down next to her creature. She puts the eyeball on top of its
1: face. It's just kind of generally in the Lays eye spot. On there. Yeah. I uh, enjoy that the eye eventually rolls off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Almost into her mouth. Yeah. Yes, I think she dies. And then and her her creature uh, pets her face. Yeah. And the that's the end. end. <laughs>
2: that was Yay. A good I liked it. I thought it was very weird, creepy. I, I was so frustrated with May from watching this movie. Uh, just yeah. adult May.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things these two movies had in common was an awkward monster.
2: Yes, an awkward adult who is <laughs> <Yeah>. the monster. <laughs> <laughs> who is the
0: monster. Um, Lucky McKee. So he wrote this movie when he was in college, I believe.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, I he believe made it. a movie. This is his second full-length feature film. The mm-hmm. first one, I think he financed himself with friends, and it's called All Cheer- All Cheerleaders Must Die.
1: That sounds great. It's
0: Yeah, it's about zombie cheerleaders. Uh, and great. they're doing a remake of it right now, I think. Oh! Uh, so, you know, with a budget and everything.
1: Sure. Um, him or just someone?
0: Him. Wow. Yeah. So, um, this was his second movie, and you had said something about this looking like a college, like May looked something like a college.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> right real low-budget feel. Low-budget, yeah.
0: Um, something else I know about Lucky McKee is he had a lazy eye. And he, in an yeah. article I read about this movie, an interview with him, I read a few interviews with him. Most of them were about the woman, which we should mention. You mentioned this
1: to me, but, right. but we should talk about it. As what far movie? as
0: this movie's concerned, um, did I just say he has a lazy eye? Yes. Mm-hmm. He lived in a rural place, uh, grew up in a rural place without a lot of um, he did have a lot of movies. They didn't start watching movies until like he was ten years old, and then okay. they watched a lot of horror movies. Um, he writes uh, books with a pretty well-known author, Jack Ketchum, mostly horror movies. So, or mostly horror novels, as far as I could tell. Hmm. Not um, Ash Ketchum. Nope, Jack Ketchum. I mean, you know, we're not really experts in the horror genre, so... <laughs> yeah, absolutely if, not. If we were, we would probably be more familiar with <laughs> ah, Lucky Ah, yes. McKee. Lucky McKee. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, he described that the character of May... Well, one of the quotes about it was that the character of May wouldn't exist if it weren't for the character from the Fisher King that was Robin Williams' girlfriend. I can't remember the name of the character, but she is pretty awkward. Involved. She's yeah. a very awkward character Okay. Um, so she was somehow the inspiration for May as was hmm. you know some of the other influences um, and he described and most of his movies appear to be have lead characters that are females that's not that uncommon in horror genre but for yeah. this movie he said that May was kind of a representation of him and he thinks he may use females because it allows him to um it allows him to express his sensitivity to things without mm. without having to explain it, it, because without being a man right if you're a man who's sensitive that has a different connotation than a woman who's sensitive mm. he is mm. a sensitive person so he uses females to represent himself in his movies was kind of what he said all right, and sort of as a way weird... <laughs> give me a shrug, give me <laughs> well, a hard shrug. Yeah, all right, whatever. I mean, he—he he, he was saying it in such a way as like, I'm—I'm I'm hiding behind that,
1: not that. I mean, this movie would be very different if the character of May was a man, mm-hmm. but it'd still be scary. So uh, the
0: movie he made—I think it was the next movie after this one—was the woman. I could no. No, there was another one in between, which mm. I think is called the Woods or something like that. I think the woman came next.
1: Okay.
0: The woman um, is actually a sequel to a movie called. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. I don't yet. have a clue. It's a Sorry, movie about a, a a tribe of cannibals. Eh. Who, oh, you mentioned that too, yeah. but I can't it's remember. It's a it. tribe of cannibals who kind of live out in the woods and are kind of. I I haven't seen it, and it's from mm. a, it's from a Jack ketchup novel. Okay. Um, you know, and they start eating the townspeople, and then eventually they're all wiped out, except for this one woman is left. Okay, and she's like the head of the tribe, I think. So the then, uh, they made the sequel to it, which is called The Woman, where these middle class suburban this middle class suburban family finds the woman, and the husband is bent on. He's bent on domesticating her at all costs. And apparently there's a lot of torture and it's kind of rape and torture and horrifying. That sounds horrible. Yeah. So when it was shown at Sundance, uh, which is in Utah, I believe. Mm. Big Mormon country. Yes. It was shown in Sundance and there was a man who watched it all the way to the end and then was so enraged by it (laughs) that he started yelling and had to be removed from the theater (laughs) Wow, kudos uh, to him and, to making it through, <laughs> though. And it's all, you know, it's all on video. This man, you know, it's like, I can't believe you showed this here, and
1: et cetera. Viral marketing, ahoy. So that
0: brought a lot of attention to the movie, sure, obviously,
1: and there were a lot of interviews about that. That's why I watched Swiss Army Man. I liked Swiss Army Me Man. Me too, but I people booed and walked out of Sundance for well, it. that's weird. It was too gross. Too much farting. Well, there was a lot of farting. Too many farting boners. All right, I, I think we're ready for... Well, we we'll should okay. talk about it. Um, I did not like May, but I oh, I was
0: gonna say it's time like, for us to compare the two. Oh movies. yeah, let's do that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah,
0: like, like I said, they both have these awkward adult people as the monster and also main character. In a lot of movies, a lot of horror movies, you've got characters and they're being pursued by yeah. a monster who is not fully, you know, who could be a, a big character, but it's not the main character. in both these movies, the monster is the main character.
1: Yeah, both both of these star. The bad guy.
2: Yes, I thought that these both of these movies made you very suspicious of people who act really innocently and um, believe in <laughs> the, believe in the good in people. Well, I guess I'm saying that because in Creep, you're you kind of think Aaron is such a dumbass. Like he's yeah. he's just going along with all this stuff, and he's yeah, he's just a, trying to be a nice person maybe to Joseph, who he feels sorry for. But it makes you as a viewer, think like, hey, man, you got to be suspicious of these weirdos out there in the world. Like you can't just go hanging around filming people (laughs) in a very naive way and think it'll all just be cool. And likewise with May, you know, she's this she's this person in the world who has these kind of like innocent childlike Mm -hmm. traits, but she's also like sociopathic and and really um, obsessed with perfection. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's troubling. Like you think, you, this movie makes you think twice about people mm-hmm. who don't talk to strangers. Yeah, who are too good or are too innocent.
0: I want to describe a short movie made by Lucky McKee that I also watched, which is called. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's called "I'm Blue."
2: There's the word "blue" in it. Apple sixty-five. Yeah, are you I'm, sure it's not a music video? It might <laughs> be, I'm also blue. I'm also blue. Da badita. Da badita. So
0: it's, it's it's got Angela Bettis, the lady who played me in it. Yeah. Uh, there's only three characters. Okay. I can't remember the name of the other two characters, but there's a man and a woman. Angela Bettis is um, a neighbor of a woman whose mother has died, and she brings her over to this man's house for them to get to know each other. Um, and the man is played by Lucky Mickey, and this is a Lucky Mickey, you know, he, this is his short movie that he made not mm-hmm. that long ago, I don't think. Anyway, she, she brings over this woman who is very pretty... And they're going to eat together. And she, it's, very, it's a comedy, sort of. It lasts about seven minutes. Okay. The woman has never been out of her house. Her mom died. This is the first time she's been out of the house. She doesn't know anything. She's very, very, very simple. Hmm. Okay. Um, she doesn't know what a broom is. She doesn't know what a glass is. She only eats Hot Pockets. So he gives her spaghetti. <laughs> and it's just this progression of these ordinary things. And they're kind of getting to know each other. Uh, the Angela Bettis character is outside. Mm-hmm. She says, uh, you know, don't worry about it. She tells the man, don't worry about it. I'll be out here in case, you know, anything goes wrong. She's just reading a magazine in the car. Um, she, the girl breaks a glass because she doesn't know what a glass is. She drinks the water out of it and she throws it. And then, <laughs> then they get a broom and then he finds out she doesn't know what a broom is. So then they eat oh. their spaghetti. This is the, the last part of it. Okay. Um, she's never had spaghetti f- before and there's a fork there. And she, he's eating his and she's looking at the fork and she seems scared. And, uh, it's, and she's never seen a fork before and she's scared of it because it is sharp hmm. and he says it's okay just you know just watch what i do <laughs> so he's yeah you see where this is going he says it's okay and he teaches her how to eat with a fork and she eats with you know she takes a bite and she does it she succeeds and he says that's great soon you'll be doing you, you'll be able to do that with your eyes closed and so she picks up the fork, and she closes her eyes, uh, and she stabs the fork no. right into her eyeball. Oh, no. Lots and, of eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> right, Lots of eyeball stabs. Right. So that was kind of why I wanted to bring it up. That's the end of the video, except, you know, they're saying, go to the hospital, go to the hospital. And she says, I'm fine. And there's this fork sticking out of her eye.
2: I guess if Lucky McKee had an, a lazy eye that just the... The eye is something that he's obsessed with, or wants to show, right? Mm-hmm.
0: But the thing—the thing that I thought was interesting, comparing the sh- that short movie to this movie that we just watched—is it's about. It is there. It's both of them are about a woman who really doesn't know how to navigate
1: the real world. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have any knowledge of how to get around. Also, the woman sounds like that as well.
0: Well, I don't know about that. I
1: mean, there's a woman who doesn't know modern society. That's right? true. That's true. Um, what I mean, what did you guys? Think about both these movies. What did you guys think of Creep? Let me start there.
2: Loved Creep. Very creepy. It was very creepy.
0: Yeah, it was creepier. It was very creepy. It took some turns. You didn't really know what was going to happen next. There was a point in the middle where it seemed like it was getting a little long and then it recovered.
1: Basically when when it hits the peak and then it's like the movie ends but it doesn't end? <laughs> Is that what, kind Possib- of where you think?
0: Possibly. I think it was actually before that a little bit. The parts where... I think maybe there were too many instances of, this is a little creepy and weird, and here's the next little creepy and weird thing, and here's the next... There may have been a few too many of those before they got to Mm -hmm. the point of the fight. Okay. So I kind of was like, okay, I've got this theme. I don't need this anymore.
2: I thought the movie... I thought Creep really picked itself back up when you find out that Aaron is fine, he survived that tussle, he pauses the movie that he's watching of um, Joseph digging in the dirt, and he pauses it, he says, "I got this in the mail. I'm fine, but this is what yeah. I'm watching right now. This is very weird. He's filming like a reaction video or something." Yeah. yeah. And then the movie picks up after that.
0: I also thought. I mean, I know Aaron seemed naive some of the time, but but like at the beginning, it seemed realistic. I mean, he he went there to make a thousand dollars. Yeah. And the guy was a little weird. And on the way there, he says, "Oh, he might be an ex murderer who's going to kill me." And from the very, and then <laughs> wait, you see wait, an axe. Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. And then,
0: <laughs> almost immediately Joseph asks him about the axe and whether he thinks he's gonna murder him with the axe. Yeah. And then at the end he does murder him with he an axe. Right. Um but it is realistic that a person, even if they were had some suspicions, would be like, But I don't have any you know, I I don't have any proof. I just don't get the right vibe from this person. I'm not gonna sure. say, Hey, you're crazy.
1: Well, one of the I think one of the strengths of creep or one of the reasons that it works is he, Joseph does a lot of creepy, horrible stuff in this movie, but every time he brings it up, he he's apologizing. He's like, I'm so sorry, let me show you these pictures I took of you as you're coming up. Oh, I Lord. know this is inappropriate, I shouldn't have done it. And it's like, oh, that's weird, but you can kinda of get why Aaron's like, Yeah, that's horrible, but okay you understand it's wrong and he does that like four or five times in the movie where he's like boo i jumped out and scared you actually i realize that's
2: not like
1: oh i'm sorry i didn't realize you'd freak out that i know that's too much yeah he's
2: being really nice about being a weird creepy asshole (laughs) yeah so you're just like
0: yeah there's a point in the movie where aaron says are you are oh i think it's when he's blocking him from the door where he says are you trying to scare me and he said and he nods his head yes mm -hmm. because when he's wearing the wolf he never makes any sounds yeah. Except, well, no, he did not He growled. He growled and jumped at him. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he reveals, yes, I'm trying to scare you. And then they have a fight. Right.
1: I, so I really liked Creep, although it is super tense and very silly at points. Mm-hmm. I, intentionally, I think. Um, I didn't really like May that much. I think it had a lot of weak points. But the things I really liked were that. There were some really funny parts in May, and I think that maybe the the thing I didn't like is it tonally goes all over the place. There are parts that are funny, and there are parts that are scary, and then there are parts that are played very seriously, I think. And I think that if maybe the movie had kind of laid the humor out a little more evenly across some of the stuff, I would have liked it better. And I think that maybe that's why you cast anna Ferris and like a comedic actor some of the people in here are comic actors um i think that that's why there's the scene where she's like the guy's coming in and talking about the dog with the missing leg like as a comedy scene although it's not mm-hmm. that funny that works as like a look at this kind of goofy morbid situation but as a serious horror movie it's like Your dog would be dead. This isn't a lot of sense.
2: Well, you were saying that the parts of May really reminded you of one of my favorite movies, The Room. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, it does. (laughs) The way that it was just overly dramatic sometimes, and the way it was shot. Yeah. The way that the actors were acting, especially the one who played Polly. Oh my goodness.
1: She's a comedic actor, and she played that character as a comic character. With some creepy stuff, like as a horror comedy, like but that to me, I liked the scenes she was in because, to some extent, she was kind of playing with my expectations of what, you know, what I was expecting. She was she was funny.
0: Yeah, I think maybe one of the weaknesses of uh, May. I I had high hopes for it because mm. I had read a lot about it. It was okay. I mean, I didn't hate it. It wasn't. It wasn't strong enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a weak film. It the acting wasn't great.
2: Nope.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the acting was the room-esque. <laughs> yes, it
0: really was. And it seems like maybe it was a bunch of actors at the beginning of their careers, with the exception of the star Angela Bettis, who had been in Girl Interrupted and had been what in... What year was
1: this? You said 2002? Two 2002. 2002. Okay. I was like saying, thinking where Anna Faris kind of hit Right, we're talking
0: 14, 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, and she she was not that recognizable.
0: I would not have known that was Anna Ferris if I didn't know it right. was Anna Ferris. With the exception of it's her voice, and Anna Ferris has a very distinctive voice. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Sisto I would have recognized
1: because I, mean, I have seen Borat, him
0: in things at that time.
1: Yeah. Borat's agent has yet to be in Borat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think right. It's his agent or it's his travel guide or whatever the guy is. I big naked guy.
0: Lucky McKee in the in the interviews was super impressed with Angela Bettis. I just been... She was good. I think she
2: was fine. I don't know. I thought she played the part of cringe-worthy, awkward person yeah. very well. I thought I just didn't want to. I didn't want to be around her. I don't think <laughs> want to watch her. I don't think she was good
1: in the serious scenes. That's the thing. I don't think the last scene where she's like gonna poke her eye out and like kind of going through some emotional strife. I don't think she could play that very well. But when she was. I mean, she told she they literally had her tell some jokes in this, right? Like she's dragging around that cooler, and somebody says you have cold ones in there, and she mm-hmm. goes, "Yeah." Like <laughs> that was funny. The part where she feels up the guy's hand and then falls over and is trying to pose sexy, like that was funny. I thought yeah. that was well. I think she did a good job with. Yeah, that.
0: I think you're right that the
1: tone wasn't even enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Adam was not a good actor. Oh, he was terrible. I think he was both playing a jerk, but also like. Kind of, you didn't. Get, I did not get the charisma of why she would like him. Right, and when he, I don't think Jeremy Sisto is a very good actor in this. In this movie. In right? this movie, and I don't know, maybe in general, I don't remember well, Six Feet Under that well.
0: Six Feet Under was a great show, and he was good in it. Okay,
1: so. good enough. Uh, and
0: he was on Law and Order for a really long time, and he has like a hundred zillion credits. The original
1: Law and Order, which Law and Order? He
0: was one of the later. Uh, you know, he was one of the the original Law and Order, I believe. Okay. Classic, uh, classic, Leonard classic. Traditional. He was one of the replacement detectives. You know how okay. they had, there was always a pair of detectives. He was one of the pair of detectives. Okay,
1: some later pair.
0: Yes. All right. Not Lenny. I don't think he was good in this one. On, no. Um, and I don't know if this was before or after Six Feet Under. Maybe right around the same time. Oh yeah. Potentially
1: before. You didn't. You, you didn't like May so much. You weren't into her. Angela Bettis. Angela Bettis.
0: <sighs> no, not really.
1: Did you like any of the acting in this?
0: No, not really. <laughs> it's I liked
1: I liked Polly. Yeah, I liked Polly.
0: <laughs> Polly too. was good. I didn't think she was good. I mean she was likable, but yeah. I didn't, <laughs> she, I didn't think she was a good actress.
2: She was fun to watch. It was it was like in the room, just like terrible acting, terrible awful tacky makeup and clothes. It's just ugh. but it was fun to watch. I don't I don't think this was well shot.
1: Like I don't oh, think this was well directed.
0: To, this mm-hmm. is what I this is. <clears throat> the, there were two great things about this movie. One thing that I do appreciate Angela Bettis for, she was the one that suggested that the character sew her own clothes.
1: Oh, that was a good idea. Yeah. I, I love was cool. that.
0: Her clothes were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. From the very beginning she just wore patches on everything. She had all these little squares of fabric, like yeah. swatches. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a pre a prelude to sewing a human being together. She yeah. just
2: sewed mm-hmm. all these swatches together. She works at the veterinarian hospital and she sews. And the other thing I liked <laughs> about this
0: movie was the production art. Or the whatever they call that. The d- the design of the look of it was great. Yes. It was very good.
1: I liked okay. I'll, I'll do there. One thing I liked. One thing I didn't like. One thing I liked. Uh, all of the characters in this were creepy weirdos. Like every single person that may may herself, her parents, every person she runs into, with the exception of of maybe the blind kids. Her boss
2: the, was weird. Even oh
1: yeah.
0: yeah. No, even the blind kids. The blind yeah. kids were weird.
1: Yeah, they were a little intense with her the one time, and one of them's mean. And falling all over the glass <laughs> no like way. that. What's up with that? Um, but, like, Polly and Adam both seem to have severe issues. And then when she meets the, like, kind of punk guy, he's really weird from the get go. And Polly's friend and Adam's girlfriend, like, every character is introduced is this weird, like, crazy character.
2: No one's weirder than May, though. <laughs> I, right.
1: But I liked, I, like, I really liked that about this movie, is you kind of get this, it sets the tone of, like, this is. A crazy place where everybody's a little bit off. Right. And it makes her weirdness kind of like fit in a little bit.
0: And up to a point she actually is the protagonist, right? Oh yeah. Up until the mm. point where she starts murdering people you she, you have sympathy for her.
1: I think even past that point because oh, yeah. everybody else in this movie is really mean to her.
0: Yeah, you're right. I didn't, I didn't mind any of them being killed. <laughs> right. Yeah, None
1: of them are sure. cool.
0: And I was glad they were all sewn together
2: for a friend.
1: <laughs> so she could have a friend. I don't know if she should have poked her eye
2: out, but well. I liked the movie May. I, I did. <laughs> I I like it in the same way that I like the Room. I think it's like the scary movie version of it. It's just it's poorly. I don't know. It's poorly acted. It's poorly done. But I like how I like the lo-fi quality of it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in 2002, so we're not you know it's quite out of the woods yet of the awkward outfit, the early 2000s was just all about the awkward outfits and and just the way the people looked was, I'm glad I don't look like myself in 2002 anymore (laughs) like the styles were just weird back then.
0: It reminded me, and I said so when we were watching it at some point it reminded me a little of Alice Sweet Alice although I think it was mostly the color palette
2: Mm and
0: you're looking through it was a scene, well (laughs) Alice Sweet Alice was full of scenes of looking through doorways (laughs) and that was the point where I said that is you're looking it must be the one where Polly was laying on the you're yep. looking through yep. the doorway into the kitchen on the other side. And, I, and it just looked like that movie to me. Yeah. And there were points in this movie. I, we've watched 18 horror movies now, right? Yeah. And wow. Very, very few of them have caused us to shout out loud.
1: <laughs> Alice, Sweet Alice was one, and
0: May was one. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot of yelling
2: at We've, watching. There it. was a lot of covering our eyes partially because we couldn't bear to watch, but had to watch what we were watching on, on screen. Yeah. I mean, the,
0: oh, the worst one was when she killed Polly because she dragged it out. She yeah. has the two. Polly is come. She's got two scalpels, and Polly's feeling okay about that because they played with scalpels before. Right. She's like, I and trust she's you, May. Rubbing them on her neck and. She just does it for just it's... long enough, and you know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. So, let me bring up something else I don't like. And this is a pet peeve, but it's something I didn't like in this. I, it's been an issue I have with other horror movies we've watched, which is that, for me, like, putting the comedy stuff aside from a, I like... <laughs> this sounds stupid. I like a certain consistency in the monster. So... That's not stupid. Like... Frankenstein in the Frankenstein movies is somewhat childlike but he's very strong and like even the modern Frankenstein which I didn't like that much one of the things I I liked was well he sees somebody do something to him and then he acts that out on other people and that's what makes him a monster is like someone beats him up so then he goes and just kills a bunch of people because he's so strong May there was a real lack of consistency till maybe the end it picked up a little bit in what was what her scary monsterness was because when the movie starts she has this doll that she talks to and i'm like oh maybe the doll's gonna come alive or she'll think it comes Mm -hmm. alive or the doll tells her to do stuff and then she kind of gives up on the doll for a while and then the doll breaks and then she's interested in the perfect body parts of people and then she's gonna eventually i mean by the end she's made a doll out of these perfect parts of a person but for me to set that up she should have been making dolls throughout the movie or if like she has dolls but creating a doll is not a thing that happens until the end of the movie that's something that's like well her doll broke and she's never made a doll up to this point but now that's the thing she's gonna do there's a certain to me like that those those the theme or whatever you want to call that didn't match up for me i could totally buy as a you know, if they say, okay, she's got mental issues, like, I I'm, I'm, can see her kill people and be like, oh, I get that because, like, she just doesn't care or she's fighting back. But then the next step of that of, like, okay, she's killed these people for this purpose, I didn't see where the logic, like, even the crazy person logic worked, didn't quite work. It was almost there, and it felt like there were some scenes missing where maybe, like, the doll breaks, and then you see some scenes of her trying to make a doll, but it's, like, just not right. When she makes one out of ceramic, and okay, now I see how she's doing it, or maybe she like makes one, but the hands aren't good, so she sees Adam's hand. There's something just missing to make that flow for me.
2: I think, well, I I would disagree. Um, I think that this, I think that her eventually sewing up all these different parts into a whole is set up by this whole idea from the beginning of her mom saying like, you know, you're ruining things, or like, you, I want you to yeah. be perfect. Um, I think that the theme, like this monster's theme in May was that she's searching for perfection. It's like crippling her because she's, you know, she has a hard time being out in the world and being herself because it's like, you know, she's got this lazy eye and she's not perfect. And she sees a lot of different parts that are perfect. And she has this drive to like, I don't know, to attain perfection by sewing them all together like we know that she sews and she loves to sew we know that she fixates on like perfect parts of people we know that she's let down by how people like as a whole aren't perfect (laughs) i think Mm -hmm. you could
0: probably use her analogy or I don't know if it was an analogy, but she makes that statement on the park bench about yeah. all, the, all the nice parts. I think that's what's wrong with this movie. Yeah, right. There's and I said something while we were watching it, like you had said it looked like a college film, and I said, yeah, but you can see the potential. Right? Oh, yeah, you absolutely mm-hmm. can. Right? Mm-hmm. right. So there was there are things to admire in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't come away. You know, why don't we watched Al- Alice Sweet Alice? I yeah. was uplifted <laughs> by watching it, <laughs> yeah. right? Even though like, you know, oh. it's a very bad movie. Mm-hmm. Something about it just really...
1: Uh, it's cool. It's it. badass.
0: Yes. I mm-hmm. came away from that movie feeling great. May... not, You know, I just... I watched it. I had hoped for more, and there was some good stuff in it. If all that good stuff had been concentra- concentrated, then yeah. I would have come away with it going, wow, that was great. I, that I, was a great. Experience. I,
1: had, I had no expectations for May, so when I watched <laughs> yeah, it... Yeah, I had nothing. It, I will say to... to, to piggyback off what, you, what you're saying Karen that like even though I didn't like it I did see this flaw like I agree that like to me there's there's like it's one draft one more draft of the script for yeah, being really good because sure. I can see all the elements you're pointing to and I'm like I've, there's like maybe one more scene maybe would have pulled it together or there's so like too. if they'd either kind of sharpen up the jokes a little bit or maybe took them out like I can see and there are some actually scenes I really liked just as a whole, there were scenes I didn't like, and it just. But it's so close to being a, a movie I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's just something missing there, I think that like, in the final scene where she pokes out her eye and gives it to the the doll, that was another one where I'm like, I can almost see where the director's going with this, but I wish that he'd like made it clear why. She needed to give her eye to this creature to let it see.
0: Right. Which of her two eyes did she give to the creature? I was trying to figure that out.
1: She
2: gave the creature her lazy eye. I think she gave the creature her good eye.
1: This one? Yeah. Let's see. It was her right eye when she was on the creature. I just cannot remember which one.
2: Right.
0: So she was laying. It was her her eye patch when she was a
1: kid was on her left eye. And she poked out her right eye. It was her
0: right eye, I think. Oh. Okay. The reason that it was confusing because she was looking in a mirror when she did it.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was she, totally like... She's in,
0: in the mirror, she pokes her, what looks like the eye on the left, but you could see her lazy eye was the other eye, right? That's
2: yeah, not a good way to do that. Yeah. So. so
0: when she's laying on the bed, her left eye is intact.
2: Yes. And her left eye is her good eye. Oh,
1: uh, no, because well, no, that's the eye patch <laughs> eye. So
2: when she's lying down next you're to You're right, the, it is her yeah. eye patch. Yeah, so you're right, Sharon. Because I think when I, when I saw that part no, of the no, movie... No, no, no. Well, eye patch eye was was still in her head.
1: This
2: yes. is her eye patch eye. Her right eye. Her left eye. Her left
1: eye. When it's she's got eye. the eye patch she's got. When you're
0: looking at her, here it's this eye. we're we're doing hand motions. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense. She would poke out the perfect eye.
1: Yes. And I believe that's I what she think did. That is what she did. Ignoring the scene where she's in the mirror, because that make doesn't oh, clear. She, when she lays down, it. it's the eye. Away from the... It's her left eye because it's the one away no, from her face.
0: When she lays down, the poked out eye is
1: is hidden by the
2: creature. And she's lying on... So you, her intact eye is this one. and she's, Right. And that's the one the eye patch goes on. Yeah. And the well,
1: eye patch goes on her lazy eye.
2: Yes. Okay. Well, I think it would... I think it could make sense both ways. I if, think it could. If, if, she put, if she gave the monster her lazy eye... Then in trying to attain perfection, which is like she's got one perfect eye and one imperfect eye, right. she takes out the thing that's imperfect, but she ruins her whole face, you know, like in yes. trying to attain perfection and in trying to make her companion see. You know, I mean, this is
1: why this is another thing where I'm like, there's like a line missing here where she yeah. explains, I need to give it one of my eyes because it can't see with these doll's eyes or whatever. They're just something just not quite finished in this movie. Third or
2: fourth draft and it would have been excellent. Mm -hmm. I liked Creep though. I liked Creep. I'd recommend it to our listeners. It's on Netflix. It's free. Mark Duplass is
1: great in that very good acting from Mark Duplass. I thought it was funny and creepy and scary.
0: And there's a sequel coming, and a pre and a third movie. Oh, that's terrible! I don't know what it says. It's a trilogy.
1: That sounds terrible. Um I but
0: it's. You have to. It's a horror movie, and all horror movies have sequels. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't think I would recommend May, but it's like really close to being on the line for me. There's some cool stuff in it.
0: I, I believe it's considered a okay. cult classic. Cult
1: classic. Do you guys recommend May? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I could see liking it. I, I think there are aspects of it.
1: Can you ask, Can you get May in any form other than ordering a DVD off the internet? I
0: believe I don't know. Okay. And it, it's not in Blu-ray. I'll tell you that. Mm. Neither of these movies can be can be gotten down on a Blu-ray. Neither of these
1: movies would have been helped by <laughs> greater definition. But it
0: does mean something, you know. If, if
2: they didn't bother to issue a Blu-ray version of it, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: they're both independent
2: movies. I loved May's outfits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing outfits that. were excellent. All the dresses, all the blouses. Ooh. Ow. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Talking <laughs> myself.
0: Um, should we talk about our next episode? We should, we
2: should talk about your dreams. Yeah, we're to talk about the cocktail.
1: All
0: right, let's talk about the cocktail. So I had a real hard time coming up with this
1: cocktail. <laughs> it was cool.
0: Um, because I fixated early on on that, well, you saw, you saw the, uh, the condiment or mm-hmm. garnish or whatever, mm-hmm. is supposed to resemble the eye that's on the monster it worked
1: it was
2: totally it was perfect Um, yeah that worked
0: made of white chocolate and a hard candy and it's kind of got a raspberry flavor to it yeah i used white chocolate so then i had to think of a drink to go with that and it's white chocolate so i went over to (laughs) i went to total wine and more and just kind of looked around and i thought i'd get some raspberry because raspberry goes with white chocolate Mm -hmm. it's super super hard Everything I mixed together tasted terrible. It was like raspberry. <laughs> I mixed together raspberry chocolate and vodka, and I was trying to make. That know, sounds okay. It didn't taste good. Okay. Was it like <laughs> Pepto Bismol? No, bit? it was more like it was bitter and. Um, it just wasn't good. Yeah. I mean, your dad drank it,
1: but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't tell you
0: anything. Um, and I added cream to it, you know. So that I and I was getting super sweet, and, and then I yeah. just last weekend I went to the store and I was like, why don't I get some cream soda? I'm going to try some cream soda. But I didn't mm-hmm. get cream soda. What I got was dry vanilla soda, which has less sweet in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that stuff's good. And I added that,
2: and then it was just like, oh, it's just a grown-up Italian soda now. <laughs> yeah, it totally tastes like one. pretty good. Yeah. I had some sips. It was delicious. I couldn't drink the whole thing because I, um, I have Dayquil in my system. A lot <laughs> of it.
1: <laughs> sort of a sweet raspberry fizzy drink. Oh, so good. Um, and it's pretty. So yeah, it was pretty. I, I,
0: because I, you know, as soon as I finish one drink and I start thinking about the next yeah. episode, so our next episode and, yeah. what I'm, and what I'm going to make for that, um, I don't know yet. I haven't started. But we're going to do a, an episode on people of color and horror films. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. And I think we're going to watch four movies. I know what three of the movies are. <laughs> Woo! <Whew>, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. All right. Uh, I want us to watch Sugar Hill. Okay. I, having never read heard a it. little bit about it, I can't remember the actress's name, but you know the movie Jackie Brown? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who's the actress in that movie? Pam Greer. Pam Greer. She is the star of Sugar Hill, but it's the 70s, so it's the height of her career in exploitation films. Okay. And this is a movie about uh, zombies. That sounds great. It sounds. It does sound great, and I'm super excited to watch it. So that's one. Everyone um, loves Pam Greer, so... We can't go back too far, because as we know from... His you know, from watching horror movies, finding a movie with a person of color who's the star of the movie.
1: Hmm. That sets you a seventies at the earliest. Yeah, uh, the
0: sixties, because we've got we should probably watch Night of the Living Dead, which okay. is from nineteen sixty eight and it stars Dwayne Jones
1: as basically the first Is that the black and white the very first the black and white one?
0: Of
1: is not that first in that George I Romero? I haven't really
0: started researching, okay. but yes. Yes. Yeah. number one. It's basically the first, as far as I know, the first horror movie starring a person, American horror movie starring a person of
1: color. Okay. Um, I have seen that. I believe there's a riff tracks yeah. of it as well.
0: I, so, Sugar
1: Hill, I think we should watch Get Out. Yay! Yeah! You know, I've fresh, been pushing fresh on fresh it. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to go see it. We've been working on it.
0: And then for the fourth movie, um, we need something probably from like the 90s or so, and I've got a couple of Things I'm, I haven't settled on which one yet, so we could watch. There's a vampire comedy with Eddie Murphy <laughs> called Vampire Brooklyn. Oh, I know which
1: one I would like to watch. Uh, and Candyman, which is. I'd like to watch Candyman because that's a classic. Right. I've never seen it, but that is a classic horror movie. In the you know, have you ever right. seen Candyman? And you it know, it'd be
0: kind of funny to mix a comedy into the. And we may do a, an episode on comedies anyway. So, okay. uh, so let's make it Night of Living Dead. Sugar Hill, Candyman, and Get Out. Yeah. That sounds
1: great. Yeah, let's do it. Um, And you've already started working on the drink. I have not. But since I know
0: what the... I'm I'm starting to have some ideas about the drink. But I'm going to have to be kind of careful about (laughs) (laughs) what I focus on for these drinks. Yeah, because the thing
1: that these have in common is people of color. (laughs) Which (laughs) I am not one of. Don't just do like a black Russian. (laughs) That would be appropriate. (laughs) Right. Um... Well, that sounds great. And then we're gonna. Do you have an idea of how many special episodes we're gonna do? We're
0: gonna do three. Okay. Cool. Uh, the second one will probably be comedies because we have. Oh, well, there's there's one that we need to do, okay. and that's vampires. Yes. <laughs> we have not cool. watched even one movie about vampires. Yep. And they're pretty important, so we'll do vampires, and then we'll make a decision about the third one.
2: Okay. I'm so excited for the special episodes. Yeah, me too. Oh, one thing that we didn't mention on the podcast that we all noted when we were watching was this was the first movie that had a gay person
0: in yeah. the movie. Yeah, we didn't mention that while we were describing
2: oh, it. Oh, well, we I should know. mention that. We should. So Polly in the movie, I mean, we talked about Polly and her lovers, but Polly is, is Polly. the first is the first gay person that we've seen in all these movies that we've watched. She's, um, she's lesbian. She's got some lesbian lovers, and mm-hmm. one of them is May. Yes. Mae is just kind of I think May is just kind of experimenting just, it's the first time she's ever kissed anyone so with she's Adam <laughs> so she's just kind of out there she seems so childlike it's hard to put a idea of where yeah. her sexuality
1: is I think is.
0: she's just well, she's just lonely
1: yeah yeah and Polly uh, oddly enough Polly actually seems to be the only person who likes her yes for her I mean Adam doesn't seem to especially like her that much and that's about it in terms of her life yeah um you know, because we brought this up then I was thinking, were there any people of color in this movie? No. 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 Oh yeah, you no. Know, her boss. Well, yeah, the veterinarian. Her the veterinarian and of color. the He's... brief character you see who runs the daycare who is like, I don't like this one blind kid, you take care of her. Oh yeah.
0: Well, what about um
2: I what about the Mohawk kid? Oh, I don't know. Maybe but He looks like a he looks like a like what a um like one of the kids I went to high school with, just like punks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I you know I don't know I don't know about that actor. Um, Creep had really two only two characters two in it, both white. White
2: men,
1: yeah. Um, you know a real real Mark Duplass and Mumblecore mm-hmm. situation, all white people. Um,
2: May would pass the Bechdel test as well. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> she because she's a woman, and yeah, there's she, a lot of women in that movie. She and
2: Polly were talking, and it wasn't always about a guy. Yeah, it was never about no, a guy. We're like,
0: in fact, no, was only... she never
2: mentions Adam, doesn't I
0: mean, uh, there was the veterinarian and there was Adam. Those are the only male characters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and there were some people of color in May, for sure. Yeah. It's cool because it's set in L.A., so it's <laughs> cool when you actually see people like, yes. that would be in Los Angeles, um, whereas in Creep, you know, it's just... It's <laughs> also set, in Los Angeles. It looks like it's set in the Hollywood Hills or something, honestly. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, well, cool.
0: Uh, I guess recommendations?
1: We sh- We should do recommendations? Probably... Do some plugs too, but mom, why don't you guys? Why don't you start?
0: I'm gonna recommend a podcast that I just started listening to that okay. everybody already knows about because it's <laughs> there's an article on it in the Washington Post. Sure, uh, it's uh, missing
1: Richard Simmons. Richard
0: Simmons, yeah, it's really good. It's really well. I want to listen
2: to it. Yeah, uh, I don't
1: know about it. Yeah, really, I've heard I, about it. I have not known until this podcast
0: came out. I didn't even know that this was a situation. So I'm familiar with you know Richard Simmons yeah, was a well, thing mm-hmm. all most of my life, right? Yeah. And he was really big. Apparently, he kind of just disappeared in 20, mm-hmm. 2015, 2014. Recently. Um, and, not, and disappeared. He's not dead. He
1: receded from public life.
0: Right. He is probably holed up in his mansion with his housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, a, it's it was such an extreme change in behavior from somebody who was just out there, the way that Richard Simmons is out there. Yeah. Um, and... It's just really interesting to listen to.
1: Okay.
0: So, and uh, I guess I'll say Pod Save America.
1: Yeah, because that's a great you podcast. What, I mean, when this episode comes out, who knows what <laughs> what has happened oh, and, in Pod Save America or America in general? But at this time, it's a it's a great podcast.
2: I would recommend watching The People versus OJ Simpson. Yeah. Because it's on Netflix. It's great. I was a, I was a child during the OJ trials. I too. only understood. A little bit of what was going on, but watching this as an adult and realizing that a lot of things are true are pretty much true to how it actually happened.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's
2: very interesting, and I love all the outfits. I love all the just the costume and the set design. It's wonderful and it's well acted. It's great.
1: Uh, I'm going to recommend. Um, so we're we are recording this podcast about a week or two after the Academy Awards. Uh, Karen and I watched Moonlight. Oh, it was excellent. Which I knew very little about, except that it won Best Picture, um, and that it was about a homosexual black man in my, from Miami. Uh, but it completely blew me away. This yep. is not I. I generally do not like kind of a life dramas. Like the, I, I find them kind of hammy a lot of times. Uh, blew me away. It's probably one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Um, it's amazingly well made it's well I there's like I can say cannot say enough about how good it was yeah. um, without having seen the other best picture nominations or maybe I did but I definitely didn't see La La Land after we watched Moonlight I was like this deserved to win I don't can't think of another movie that has been won best picture or been nominated in a long time that actually like was of this quality
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it said a lot without having to say much at all yeah. it's the the writing of the script was very tight and the way it was shot and the acting did a lot of the, um, delivering of the message. So it
1: manages to be very, like, I want to say subtle, kind of subtle or like, um, I don't want to say dry. It's, but like the opposite of melodrama, like it's very understated, but manages to be incredibly emotional with a very understated tone, mm-hmm. uh, which is very rare for dramas. It's very rare to see. I, you know, you see documentaries that are less, that are, like, more overstated than this and, and don't, like, hit you as hard. So if you haven't seen it nine months from when we record this or whatever, <laughs> go go watch that. Well, it I, was fantastic. I'm
0: going to add something. Sure. Um, since it's International, since it's Women's Month or whatever, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, watch The Eagle Huntress. It is about a 13-year-old girl, yeah. Mongolian girl, who breaks into a tradition that has been passed down from father to son mm-hmm. for all time. And she's the first female to become an eagle huntress. Kick-ass. Yep. And yeah. she's really good at it. I can't so, wait to see it. You know, I want to see right. that. And I want to see Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> really. Well,
1: um, now you have to see Get Out. You yeah. Know, is, That's right. Um, I
0: think we done. Do
1: you have anything you want to plug, Mom? Uh,
2: no.
1: Nah. Okay. <laughs> Karen, do you have anything you want to plug? Um,
2: the other podcasts
1: you're on. I can plug the podcast I'm on. Um, I'll I'll plug our, our law firm for the both of us. Okay. We work for Helios Law Group. It's a full service law firm in Ballard. Uh, we do everything. So if you have anything, look us up. We're at www.helioslaw.net. Um, I'm also on another podcast uh, called Third Act Saviors where we watch a bad movie and we try and fix it by changing just the third act. At the time we've recorded this, the most recent episode was uh, Tomorrowland. Um, By next week, we'll have released Allegiant. Um, Those are both really goofy, stupid movies. So I recommend Tomorrowland as an episode. I assume I'll recommend Allegiant, although I've not heard the final episode yet. Um, But go check us out. And check this podcast out. Check us out on Facebook. That's this way. I plug this podcast.
0: Yeah, I have. I'll be putting up a blog post for every episode having to do with the drink and the recipe for the drink. So yeah. you could go there for that. There's lots of pictures and they're pretty good pictures because mm-hmm. these drinks are weird.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, I think that's that's been it for decades. But thanks you guys for, for being on here, yep. and we'll we'll see you at the next episode. Our first special episode. I'm excited. We've made for the special we made it. We did it. We went through all of time <laughs> with our horror movies, and now we're going into special episodes. Yep.
2: Let's do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, everyone. But <laughs> Bye. <laughs>